0: Good to see all the children in the church leaving the sanctuary. But that's really not the point. I mean, they're here. The point is, they're here. We're glad that they're here. So, um, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but this is my last Sunday. If you're new to the church um, or don't pay much attention, um, or if it's your first time here, God bless you. Um, this is, it's, my, it's my last Sunday. So, if you don't care much for the sermon, rest assured, it'll be fine because there'll be somebody else he'll be preaching so just come back in two weeks to hear uh the new pastor reverend minnow chung i did have somebody ask me uh last week i think it was uh, after worship before you know this asked me if um this was going to be like from seinfeld if this was going to be my festivus moment for the airing of grievances you know or you can no no definitely not um but i'm going to borrow the words of paul and uh, so I'm going to read a word from Paul to the church at Philippi and, uh, in the book of Philippians. Chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 3 through 11, and, and I'm just, these are Paul's words to the Christians, to the church in Philippi, and I'm just borrowing them, and they're going to be my words uh, for you all, the Christians, the church here at shambley if you will, so I invite you to turn your attention to the screen. We're going to put the scripture up and I'll read it aloud. Hear the word of God for us. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray. And it's always a prayer full of joy. I'm glad because of the way you have been my partners In the ministry of the gospel from the time you first believed it until now. I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Christ Jesus. I have good reason to think this way about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all my partners in God's grace Both during my time in prison and in the defense and support of the gospel. God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer. This is my prayer. that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters so you'll be sincere and blameless on the day of Christ, I pray that you will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes from Jesus Christ, in order to give glory and praise to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sorry. What are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, I got emotional right there. And Paul is obviously emotional writing this to the Philippians. And, you know, you get emotional and you say things. And um, you say things you mean. Maybe you say things you wouldn't normally say. Or you say them in a way you might not normally say them. Or sometimes you exaggerate. That's the best meal I've ever had. You know, like. um, And so when I read Paul say, I thank God for you every time I mention you. Really? Like, like every time, like, every time I talk about you or think about you, all I can do is thank God for you. Really? He said, I thank God for you every time I mention you in my prayers. Because you've been partners with me in ministry. I love that idea of partnership. Especially in ministry. There's a mutuality there. There's a side-by-side-ness there that Paul is naming for the church in Philippi and that I'm naming with you for us not just here at Shambly and me as one of the pastors who's been here and you as some of the people who've been here, but for us as followers of Jesus Christ all over the world and all down through history, no matter our station or place in life or in the church, in the eyes of God and in the work of the kingdom of God, we're partners. We're together in this. I love that about the Methodist church. That we do organize and operate and function in a way that says the clergy and the laity, the pastors and the church members, are partners in ministry. All the way up to how we decide on things. As who we're going to be and what we're going to stand for and how we're going to exist in the world as United Methodists. Anytime we get together to make those kind of decisions, that deciding body is always half clergy and half laity. So that together we are partners in ministry. And it's, I don't know, it's a a little unique, I guess, to to be up here, to have my vantage point and my role, though. Because I relate to you all as the church. I've been stewing on this for a while now, just thinking about how the church and pastor function together. And I relate to you all as the church and as individuals. And there's a, there's some kind of dynamic there that I haven't quite figured out yet that, you know, you come to the church as an individual with individual needs and concerns and hopes and dreams. And yet you come to be part of something bigger than yourself, a body, the body of Christ. That you come to be this living, breathing organism together that moves in the world, stands for things, and makes an impact and a difference, and has priorities. And and so I relate as your pastor both to you individually, but also collectively, corporately. And, And so I hear Paul saying to the church, I thank God for you, the church. Shambly, I thank God for you. Individually and collectively, I I like to do this periodically. Just look around the room. I know you shook some hands, but look around. I said, I'm not kidding. Come on. Everybody's doing it. You, You look weird if you don't at this point. Like, this is the church. This is the church. Praise God. It brought back to mind for me a book that they assigned us to read when we were going through the process to be ordained as elders in the United Methodist Church. is co-written by one of my favorite theologians, Eugene Peterson and uh, Marva Dawn, and it's called The Unnecessary Pastor. Title's catchy. I know some of you think I'm looking at one, but <laughs> you've missed the point already. But he wrote the book, or they wrote the book, to, to name some of the expectations that exist for a pastor. And how a pastor might be viewed to be necessary in these particular ways in the world, and yet what it means to be unnecessary in those ways so that you can be who God has called and created you to be. And so he names the cultural expectation of a pastor to be some kind of moral custodian or a a personal expectation that We might have or be tempted to develop to think that we are the linchpin that holds the church together. Or the temptation for a congregation to develop an expectation that the pastor is the center, the savior, CEO of the church. And so Peterson and, and Dawn write this book to To really name those things and then say, at our best, the pastor is there to continue to hold up and shine the light on the gospel of Jesus Christ that will transform the world and is so often countercultural and counterintuitive, especially in the midst of all those expectations and distractions. That we have in life. I thank God for this partnership. Then he says, I'm sure about this. I love that. How many things are you sure about anymore in life? I'm sure about this. The one who started this good work in you will see it through to completion. By the day of Christ Jesus. Hear that, church. And this has so little to do with me. I hope you can hear it in that way. What I'm claiming for you with Paul is the one who has started this good work in you, in your life, and in the life of this church, and in the life of God's church all over the world. will see it through to completion. I've actually had a couple of people ask me, do you think this church is going to be okay? And I don't know, part of that may have to do with the pastoral transition. Part of that probably has to do just with the world and where we're at and what we've, all, what we've been through. But yes, this church is going to be okay. This church is going to be more than okay. This church is here because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the promise of God that he will see this good work through in you and among you now and forever. Thank God. Thank God. So anybody who might be thinking, well, I don't know, I'm going to see what that new pastor, and then depends on what I think about that new pastor, you have missed it. I'm sorry. I love you. God bless you. Okay, this is a little Festivus. But you have missed it. (laughs) Because it is not about the pastor. It is about Jesus and his church. And that is y'all. And your place in it and your part and your role in it. No matter how you see it, how you value it, big or small, Frequent or infrequent. It is your presence, your part in the body of Jesus Christ, the church, that God will see through to completion. Don't go anywhere. Don't pull back. Dive in. Now more than ever. And for those of you who are new to this, and this itinerancy, this notion that the pastors move around on a regular basis... If this is throwing you off or seems uncomfortable, this is part of the beauty of our system because it reminds us that it's not about the pastor. It is about Jesus and about his church, and that's y'all. So dive in because God will see this work through. Then he says, I I thank my God for you, church. I I keep you in my heart because you've been with me through all the times. In prison, which we believe Paul was writing this letter from prison, in prison, or in defense and support of the gospel, boy, have we been through all the times together. Shamely. I've only been here five years, it feels like 47. (laughs) Pastoral changes. Remember, I came here as a co senior pastor with Emily Bagwell. We've been through pastoral changes, staff changes, divorces, remarriages, adoptions, births, deaths, graduations, promotions, layoffs, retirements, moves, diagnoses, surgeries, recoveries, the pandemic that happened and isn't completely over. You've loved and embraced my family the whole way through. And and I'm thankful for that. And you've loved and embraced each other the whole way through. I thank my God for you, Shambly. And then he says, this is my prayer. This is where I teared up because this is my prayer for you. That you would be made rich in love. God help us if we could just keep love at the center of it all. And that we would be made rich in love. He says in knowledge and and insight so that we can then understand what the impact of that love is that we've received and that we share. What the impact of that is in our lives and in the world And then we start to understand what really matters. Oh God. That we would be so overcome with the love of God. That all we can think about is that which really matters. Love each other. That we would be so rich in love. That that we would... Be able to know so well what really matters and what doesn't. And hone in on that in a way that our lives, Paul says, would be full of the fruit of righteousness. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the calling cards of the church of God. God. That is my prayer for you. That we'd be filled with that kind of fruit. That you would be a fruity church. We're pretty much there. But that doesn't just happen to you, it's not like you just sit back and wait for it to happen to you. That is an active pursuit. It is something that we all individually and corporately set our eyes and our hearts on. That that is who we want to be and how we want to live. So filled with the love of God that we'll be made different, made new, transformed, full of fruit. It's something you have to go toward. And that is my prayer for you. That you would all go toward that love of God together. heard it said one time, you find what you're looking for. Fear and shame and condemnation, those wither and die. Love lives and grows. And love will make you do some crazy things. It'll make you say things. Oh, that's the best meal I've ever had. (laughs) It'll make you act in ways that you never thought you would. When you're overcome with love. Love will make you do strange things. Our world needs some people doing some strange things because of the love of God in their lives. And this church has got it, filled to the brim. Not just strange things, but good and right things, things that bring people together, celebrations, things of joy, things of love, things of laughter, things of blessing. Just this weekend, yesterday, this church was host to an MG Awareness celebration. I'm pointing back here because Alexis, who, who runs the sound for our church, is the man who organized all that and has for years. And this church played host to that just so we could raise awareness about a condition that so many people are affected by, including Alexis. A couple of hundred people and more were here on these grounds. Thank you for helping make that possible. Then we had a concert in here yesterday afternoon, a patriotic concert. Featured our choir and our organist, along with other musicians, to bring people in our community together. Our minister of music, Alan Barbie, put that together, led that. The vacation Bible school that we just had, all the camps that we've had on this campus this summer, all the children in our community that are showing up here, Looking for something. The children, their families, their parents. Looking for the love of God that exists among this body. And then our youth minister, India, told me that the things that she's been doing this summer, they're having like 20-some-odd youth show up for this stuff. She's like, parents are emailing me. Kids, I don't know who they are. They're friends of other kids. And they're just coming out of the woodwork and want to be a part of what we're doing and want to help them participate. And so she needs help. God bless her. She's full of energy, but 20-some-odd teenagers, like. So there's a call for you. If you're looking for a way to participate and contribute and be a part of the loving work of this church, why don't you reach out to India and say, how can I help you? These cards that are out here was the idea of a member of this church to say, hey, why don't we all just write a card to the Scott family? All that Austin is going through and all that Duke and Ashley are going through and their family. And Duke, it is so good to see you, man, in the choir. Bless you. Yeah. Y'all win the prize for Caring Bridge of the Year. Like You keep that thing updated and we appreciate that. But that outpouring of love for the Scott family, that's just another example of the love that this church has. You're practicing how to love God and love each other together. Keep it up. God will see it through in you. And it will continue to bear unexpected fruit. And I know you will. Thank God for you, Shamley. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. don't sit down. Thank you for standing up. Don't sit down. Uh, we're going to sing, we're going to